You're listening to the Weekly Wind Down. On today's show, we analyze the Iron Fist series, catch up on some video games, and take a closer look at the first downline on TV. Brian Wind down. I'm Brent, and I'm joined alongside Kelso and Simon. Hey. Hey. All right. I'm very excited for this episode. For once, I get to talk right off the start, so I'm pretty pumped. As my favorite wrestler, CM Punk, said, all I've ever wanted is a microphone because it means power. <laughs> and I'm very happy to have the power to be bringing you guys this episode. Nice. Well, great awesome. power comes great responsibility is. That's right. Not my favorite wrestler once said. <laughs> <laughs> I actually should know who said that. Is it? I can do this. Hold on. Superhero? Uh, Last part, man? No. Well, oh, it's nobody like knows here? Is that the problem? No, oh, we're gonna have to no, 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 no. Okay. It, it's Uncle Ben. Of which? Of, of Spider Man. Oh, okay. All right. With okay, I was going to say Spider Man, but it wasn't Spider Man himself. Which is awesome because we might be talking about <laughs> oh there you go yeah. later Sorry, so we've completely stolen your responsibility continue on brent no no no. <laughs> it's all good i was just gonna bring it right over to that's actually a perfect segue like <laughs> we are the how you guys masters. accidentally got into that is ridiculous <laughs> new podcast show name segue masters yeah <laughs> you heard it here first so we'll throw it back a couple weeks ago when kelsey was bringing you all the marvel shows on netflix mm-hmm. um he recently let us know that he finished iron fist season two and I just want him to take it away with what his opinion was on it. Yeah, so I finally had a chance to finish Iron Fist Season 2. And I thought it was much, much better than that colossal disaster of <laughs> a season in Season 1. Um, I thought they kind of figured it out and had much more of a clear villain in Season 2 of Iron Fist. Um the lighting was better. You could actually see what was going on and who was fighting who. Yeah, I was going to say that was the one you were, you were talking about. Like It looked like somebody had like shut off the lights to hide all of the you know lack of budget or, or planning for yeah, some it, of the action scenes. It, it, just, it just seemed like it was rushed. And I didn't really see that feeling in this season at all. Hmm. I actually I thought the dynamics and the relationships between each character was actually developing and getting stronger and I was very very excited uh, to continue watching through season two and so I'm glad I was able to finish it um, so uh, so I still obviously have not seen season one so would given how bad season one you know apparently was would you recommend season one be worth watching to get through to season two you know i would still power through season one if you can mm-hmm. so make sure you get some popcorn and don't forget to layer it with butter yeah <laughs> um because yeah it, it's just it, you you get the complete story if you just i find you always get the complete story if you watch everything even though it kind of sucks to watch some of this stuff mm-hmm. but you, especially now i guess that we've heard uh, the fate of season three yeah, Iron Fist. <laughs> so um, Brent and I, I think we're going to talk a little bit about this, but uh, despite season two doing a lot better than season one, they went and canceled season three. Rude. And so <laughs> that is, this is a little rude. And so I was doing a little digging and I guess season one was just that bad that they just couldn't catch up with season two, even though it did much better. 
it, they were just where it was an impossible hill to climb basically. Yeah. Like that's always what I heard too is season two was, it was never like significantly better. Like, especially the audience seemed to think they were kind of on par with each other, but definitely the critics thought it was a lot better of season two. Mm. It was just, I, I honestly think once season two came out, Netflix kind of just had its mind made up that it just never wanted season three. I mean, I also know like Iron Fist was part of other series too. Mm -hmm. And I've heard too that like you hear he was a lot better supporting character than he was just carrying a show on his own. Oh, for sure. Well, if you, if you see Luke Cage and you actually kind of read the comics, Luke Cage and the Iron Fist, they're like a dynamic duo and i do have to apologize to all the nerds out there uh i lost my nerd card for a few months <laughs> um when i said mcu stood for marvel comics universe i was sorely mistaken <laughs> it's marvel cinematics universe big shout out to mike there yeah. for uh correcting me thanks bud like you're you're through week one of probation here now i think a couple more weeks to go yeah i only got 11 weeks to go <laughs> yeah, right. it's going yeah. well so far yeah uh, <laughs> i mean we saw simon's uh comic book knowledge right off the top there so yeah well that might i think that made a might have you know knocked kelsey down a few notches and you know closed the gap <laughs> yeah. a little bit yeah here, so. the bar yeah. was high yeah. this yeah. high before yeah. now it's uh, actually you know. somewhat attainable so yeah so i'll have to uh, queue up that next movie and absolutely work my way there yeah so it just iron fist i thought was a lot better this season and it's just too bad that it didn't do you think like maybe disney had like some sort of they just didn't want a season three because season one was so low rated they don't want uh anything to affect their like um, the way marvel's looked at that's a good question um I think they definitely want to be careful because they don't want to they don't want to tarnish their name. Yeah. And when you think when you compare all four, when you compare Daredevil, uh Jessica Jones, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, Iron Fist is like astronomically below the rest of them uh, just in quality and everything else. And so I think they just didn't want to tarnish their name anymore mm -hmm. by continuing on in hopes that it would eventually carry into something great, but I mean, it's too bad because at the end of season two, there is a there is a bit of a cliffhanger, and so I hope they address that in yeah, another like, like maybe series. they could bring it through. Um, what like he's in like a couple of different ones, so they could probably bring it through there. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, uh, this surely is gonna set up for some kind of, uh, you know, either new show to launch or or the storyline. Yeah, will continue. Well, you, you'd have and... yeah, you'd have to think that. Uh, I know, right now, like Daredevil season three comes out on the nineteenth of October. So, mm -hmm. but you gonna... you look at all the season twos of the Netflix yeah um, series, and they've all had a lot more. They've all kind of dropped a little bit. Um, like not like probably not to like your perspective, but like according to like critics and stuff, they, they've definitely dropped con compared to season one. Oh, for sure. I would agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. So it's I just like, other than daredevil looks like it's like the number one by far. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I'm excited for the Punisher season two. Cause I know they're still working on that. Yeah. Um, so we'll see where that goes because I feel like they, they kind of could have finished 
it all in one season, yeah. but obviously they're making another one. So hopefully that's kind of where I think their their focus is on now, more so the successful ones. And like we might see uh, Danny Rand, a.k.a. the Immortal Iron Fist later. And just kind of want to, because I totally touched on how everyone else got their powers. Uh, (laughs) So Danny Rand was um, in a plane with his family and his family crashed and his plane crashed. And he over near the uh, Tibet area in... uh, so monks from uh, Magical Kingdom called Kunlun came and they took him in. And so he basically, long story short, had to fight a dragon and gain his immortal Iron Fist powers. And I don't want to get into too much of that because you kind of learn about that in season one and season two. So I would definitely check it out because it is kind of a really cool story, actually. Iron Fist probably has this cool or probably my favorite origin story of all four of those, it's probably Iron Fist's story. Mm-hmm. It's just too bad that the show itself sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you look at it like I was trying to look up some different things, and like you look at how like Netflix constantly looks at like what you're watching and stuff, and recommends everything. Uh, like another theory was like that it was just such a niche market that it just never became huge because of the way. Netflix kind of like wants its audience to watch certain things. Like if you're into comic book stuff, then it's going to give you a lot more like the Iron Fist, the Jessica Jones kind of shows to watch. Definitely. You you almost kind of had to go like out of your way, but I, I just, I don't know. Like, do you think that was a good theory or do you think mostly it's just like season one was just so bad it could never save how good season two was. I think just after talking with a bunch of my, uh, I guess, well, former nerd friends until I get back into the nerdum, uh, <laughs> they're, they're my friends, but I can't be consider myself a nerd until mm-hmm. I get my nerd card back. Um, so I get what I was, what they were talking about was basically that kind of what you just said at the end there, Brent, that, uh, there was such a huge fall for season one that even though season two kind of regained that ground, it was just, it just was, too big of a too big of a hit and it would be hard it was just taking a while to recover from that okay cool, cool. what else are you guys i know you were uh, on the superhero theme you were uh, uh doing a little interactive superhero play this week kels yeah that's right oh and man it's my busy life right now it's nice sometimes i get a chance to sit down for a couple hours <laughs> catching and actually, up on the backlog of yeah games. i got a huge backlog of <laughs> backlog of games um yeah, I'm playing Spider-Man on the PS4, and I have to tell you that right now this game is unbelievable. Um, it's a it's such a great action adventure game, uh, kind of a sandboxy type where you're in the city of New York and you can kind of explore. And uh, the coolest part is that I'm finding right now is just swinging through <laughs> building to building. Honestly, I could spend hours just doing that. And uh, if you guys have ever played, or if any of you has ever played. The Batman Arkham games, it's kind of the exact same, but mm-hmm. I find that it's less dark because Batman stories. Oh, yeah. Dark. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, yeah, I played the last Batman and it was like, they like crammed just like every villain you could into that. Oh, but, yeah. Th- yeah. Th- like you go with Spider-Man right now. I- I've just heard like, there's not like your great villains in it yet. So I don't know if that makes it great, but I haven't. Or is it just like the different gameplay you're having? There, are, there are like the there are villains. I've only encountered 
two so far, mm-hmm. but you can definitely tell if you know the Batman's or the Batman story. Well, if you know the Batman story, that's great. But if you know the <laughs> Spider-Man story as well, and you know all of the villains and their alter egos, then you, you do see them. But I am not as far into the game yet as I th- as some of my friends are, and they, I know some of my friends have beaten it. Mm-hmm. And I want to—I really want to platinum this game because I'm having such a fun time with it. Uh, for those of you you guys don't know, what platinuming a game is is there's certain achievements and you just go and you do them mm-hmm. as your gamer score. Yeah. And I, I read somewhere along the line that Sony was eventually going to reward players for platinum their platinuming their games. Oh my good. Platinuming. <laughs> You're doing very games. well, but thank you. English is hard. Yeah, it is very hard, even though I'm a teacher of <laughs> the English nature <laughs> <Yeah>. sometimes. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, Sony, I thought like my brother was telling me that Sony was going to eventually hmm. reward players for their, Gamer score, I guess, or their Sony or PSN score yeah. by giving them discounts. I saw, I saw something this week on the uh, the note of achievements. I forget what the game was. I'd have to look it up, but it was it was somebody posted on Reddit. It was was a breaking our baking bread simulator. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 it wasn't that. No, no. no, coming to a store near you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was about. Uh, I forget what the game is. I'll have to look it up. I'm gonna find it while you guys are talking after. But uh, it was. Uh, today was the first day that you could actually legitimately beat or get uh, collect one of the achievements, which was like, don't play the game for five years. And the game came out five years ago today. And I just can't remember what it was. I'm going to have to look it up, but I thought it was quite, quite funny. Oh, when you were playing Arkham, did yeah. you ever like, when you like finally wrapped the game, did you like get the full finish or did you have to go back and find all those stupid Joker? Um, No, I, so I beat the main story and, yeah. and I didn't. I started doing a lot of the side stories, but I didn't get the full completion for the project or Nightfall or whatever it was called. Yeah. So I didn't see that cinematic. Yeah. I eventually want to go back and play that, but I'm going to need some more. I'm yeah. going to need to take like four years <laughs> off of life to just catch up with all my games and whatnot. But it was uh, it was the Stanley Parable, which I've never heard of. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say the Stanley Parable available now on Steam. Yes, yeah, so the achievement was go outside. Well, five years. Well, I don't know when it came on Steam, but five years it came out. So the achievement was called go outside, and it was don't play the Stanley Parable for five years. So today yeah. was the first day you could actually earn that. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, I think there's a way you could have earned that before. Yeah, because sure you, you can, can cheat and break the like system. Break the system. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, I was doing a bit of. Uh, catching up on backlog games this last weekend myself too um that was uh, motivated by the fact my internet blew up on on the friday and uh couldn't get it fixed until the end of the weekend so you poor soul yeah you. it's yeah. tough living in the dark ages again but uh i fired up the old 360 and and uh broke out a little bit of uh forza 4 and relived my racing dreams and uh did you whip out the steering wheel? I, I didn't, but oh. I should because I forgot how fun that game is. That was awesome. I just remember chilling with you way back in the day of like 2009 or whatever. Yeah. And you had the steering wheel and whatnot, and that was super cool. Yeah, that's a great. I played a ton of Forza 3 um, in, I think, university around that time. And then uh, Forza 4 came out sometime after that. But uh, it was, yeah, good, good fun game. Uh, played a little bit of FIFA 11, I think is the one I have. Oh it was goodness. the last one I got. Yeah. Is Ronaldo oh even in that game or? He is. Uh, I think Wayne Rooney's still playing for Man U back then. Oh my goodness. Uh, there was, there, yeah, the roster update hadn't been done in a long time. They're probably not updating that game anymore. Yeah, I'm sure. No, a long time ago. 
but uh, that was pretty fun. Yeah, it's funny to see how much those games have changed over the last few years and not changed in other respects too. They find a good way to get your 85 bucks out of you every One year. One thing that hasn't changed is the fact that you still haven't beaten me at FIFA. That's true. I've, I, there was a tie, and I think I've beat you like 55 times other than <laughs> that, that. That might be true, yeah. I've well, ne- maybe never we'll been good at that game. Re- we'll brush up our skills and rematch yeah. one of these days. Only on FIFA 11, though. Yeah. Yeah. And may, hey, maybe that could be a future mm-hmm. episode of the Weekly Wind Down. That's right. Yeah, that reminded me also of Bioshock. I finished the first one, which is actually... I don't usually get into single-player... Um, I guess you'd call it an RPG mostly. I guess a RPG or like, no, not RPG, but it's like kind of adventure. Kind of. It is kind so, of an yeah, RPG. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, it's not like an FPS, even though it kind of is an FPS. I know? would consider it a first person RPG. Yeah. Yeah. First it, person shooter RPG. But yeah, one of my, and those is, that's the type of game I don't generally get into that much, but I must say that I think is one of my all time favorite games. Um, just a really great storyline and the whole kind of mood and setting and, and music of that game is, is pretty excellent. But I started playing the second one, and I must have got distracted by school or something lame back in the day, and never quite finished it. So uh, I need to go back and finish that game for sure. And, and then, because I've heard that sec or two is the week of week one of the main sort of trilogy of that series, and that I would agree with that. Infinite is, is and then Bioshock Infinite is worth a play for sure. Oh, for sure, I think. In my opinion, Bioshock Heaven, it's the best one. Is that right? Yeah, okay. it's really, really good. Well, I've got some work to do this week then, I guess. You do. <laughs> and you can get all three of them on the Bioshock collection. <laughs> I think it's now pretty cheap, actually. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, for myself then, I have been playing Madden. And this week, uh, like the nice guy Kelsey is, I go trade in all the games, and then I get Madden, start playing it, doing like pretty good. And then I like started realizing that I'm kind of on a pretty difficult mode. Mm-hmm. When I was had a guy open about 20 yards down the field, and I threw the ball, and one of the defensive linemen picked it off. So <laughs> luckily this time I didn't throw my remote through my TV. Oh, but there like, well, there's the, no. there's few things more infuriating yeah. than like than sports video games when the computer does something like oh, inhuman. Oh yeah, it drives right. me nuts. Like mm-hmm. the mapping in some of the games is just broken. Where it's like no. I did not push over there. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to pass over there. And yeah. so, oh. It's definitely not because we're bad. No, yeah. we are probably top four or five in the world. You know, oh, yeah. Collectively. Oh, being, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just that being bad. Yeah. yeah. Being terrible. Right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, hey, if it's any consolation, at least you know how the riders felt mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. that disastrous game against Winnipeg recently. Yeah. Well, uh, you know... You know, that quarterback is getting a paid a lot of money to really be on the bench. Like, he is. <laughs> Zach Kalaros has not had good numbers this year. Uh, Ryder defense has been unbelievable uh, up until, I guess, last week where, I mean, they eventually showed. Well, you can't really wins. even blame him when it's 30 nothing like that. Yeah. I mean, that's been the joke, hasn't it, with the Ryder team this year is that the defense is the only you know, line putting up points, isn't it? Oh, I mean, de- definitely. With some exceptions, I think, obviously. But. Um, there was like, uh, there was some crazy stat that I think the offensive only put up like maybe 50 to 70 points and the rest has come from the Somebody defense. will correct us on this, but I, Probably. It, that does sound in, but the, the, offense in the ballpark. Is not, yeah. uh, Zach Kalaros has only thrown nine touchdown passes is that right, this eh? season. Wow. In, we're in now, what, 14 games? I think so, and they're yeah. they're sort of firmly in second. I think, or right sorry, now. sixteen games. The Riders are ten and six. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe this will be the year again. Do you, Do you think like do you, like do you look at Calgary as like kind of a weak team, and that that defense could 
carry them because I, I don't know if like for a long time I've seen a defense be so significantly better than an offense do you think like because I always remember like in NFL like how Baltimore Ravens had like an outstanding defense and like a third string quarterback and that defense took them all the way to a Super Bowl do you think that the riders could carry them all I, the way I I do I honestly I think because this whole like a parable or however you call it saying kind of comes to true defense wins you championships mm-hmm. and like a good defense is a good offense or a Tom Brady or, or a Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or a deflated football, depending yeah. whose side you're on. But we, we should be careful about that because <laughs> we might, uh, start throwing things at us. Yeah, we've just lost bad a, memories. Yeah. Yeah. a certain portion of our listeners. Yeah. All, all Boston just turned us off. I think you guys may have just set me up for a fantastic segue here. Out of boy there, Simon. Since we are the segue Let's, masters. So right. uh, I think this is a great time to break into the thought bubble of the week here. And so the thought bubble is a segment we introduced last week on the show where we answer burning questions that we have or one of our listeners has. And so this week, the question I had um, was, how does the first down line work on on broadcast uh, football games? And so if anyone that's watched football at any point on TV is well familiar with the yellow or sometimes orange first down line shown where the first down uh, chain marker would be off to the side. And it's something that we basically take for, for granted now watching football broadcasts. It, it makes it you know, much easier to see you know, what's going on. Oftentimes the, the system also shows like the, the uh, line of scrimmage or you might say like first and, and 12 on the field or second and 12. I guess you don't generally have first and 12s happen very often. I just always but, remember as a kid going to like my first ever football game and sitting there and asking my dad, how come there's no yellow line right there? Exactly, right? I mean, it's it's something that's, yeah, it's it's second nature now. You, you just expect it to be there. And so I was interested in how the system worked, and it turns out it's a lot more complex than it appears at first glance. And so uh, taking back to when the system, uh, you know, going back a few years here, the birth of it, uh, it, funny enough, stemmed from another system that sports fans love to hate. And that's the Fox Track system. And so a guy by the name of Stan Honey, who was an electrical engineer, <clears throat> helped create the Fox Track system in 1996. And for any hockey fans of that era, you might remember it as the system that had a blue or white glowing halo around the puck that would follow it around the rink and it would turn red when, when players would shoot. Um, it would, I think it had to be over a certain velocity. And it, it actually worked quite well, but hockey fans at the time were definitely not not very accepting of it it was it was generally generally despised i guess hated and and after a few years it was quick to quick to disappear but that system itself the technology involved in it paved the way for um the first and 10 system which was the first down uh, system that we know today and so the company that developed that was called sport vision and uh, stan honey was involved with that as well and so that came out in 1998. And so the technology used from the Foxtrack system was very instrumental in that. And so the way the system works is a lot more complex than I originally thought. I mean, you look at it as this this yellow line that, you know, is just laid across the field. And you think, oh, well, they must just print a line on the screen, right? Like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, no yeah. Doubt. And it's, it's actually a lot more complicated than that. And so they... I originally thought they just drew a line on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, that's... With a ruler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were telling me this when I was looking at it up and I said, uh, yeah, it's not quite that simple. Well, Kelsey only thought 
like Rob Black just drew like a little line across the field. <laughs> and so they, yeah, it, it, when I, yeah, I was looking into it and, and so there's a whole lot more than that that goes into it. So essentially there's this whole system uh, of computers and cameras that were, were devised for the original, um, uh, original version of the system. And so how it worked is orig- uh, at, before the season started, or at least before the game took place, um, surveyors would have to come in and would build using like laser survey um, gear a 3D model of that stadium, that the field in particular. And part of the reason for that is that if you've ever looked closely at a, at a football field, it's it's not flat, right? Like any you know pro sports field, soccer fields in general, they'll have a bit of a, a what do you call it, like a convex curve to them, right? Concave, convex, convex. I think that's the one that's raised in the middle. I think, right? I don't know. I'm bad with with geometry, but uh, yeah, I'm, they, they, I'm worse with geometry. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do very good in that. I didn't even go to post-secondary school, so I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, curved. this is even in high school there, oh, Brent. well, then I'm glad I just graduated. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're curved so water can run off. And so, yeah, so the part of the reason they have to build this model is so that uh, when they're overlaying this line on the live television broadcast, um, they, can, they can draw it straight across, you know, the 25-yard line, for example, and it's not going to be um, skewed due to the curvature of the, of the field. And so they build this model with the surveying equipment and then you know, put it into their computers. And then they also have to set up all the cameras used. And so you know, a standard broadcast back then would have uh, three main cameras that would be um, able to show uh, the first downline uh, marker. And so they would have to hook up these computers and still do have to hook up computer gear to the cameras that measure the camera's tilt, the pan, the focus, and the zoom because all those things change the perspective of the image of the field that the user would be seeing, right? And so we'd have to do this for each one of the cameras and, and all the cameras feed back this information into another system. And so originally, you know, because this was in 98, uh, computers have come a long way since then. So they would have to haul basically a tractor trailer of, of essentially graphics computers and, and other you know, hardware to be able to put the system you know, together to work and it would take a full day and I think about 12 people to make it, make it work. And it's gotten considerably smaller sit still, but so yeah, they, they take all this data that's coming from the cameras, feed it into this, this graphic supercomputer and it, you know, calculates the relationship between, you know, where, where they have programmed, you know, the cameras to be in this, you know, imaginary 3d space in relationship to the field. And they compare, you know, the, the you know, the placement of the cameras and, and all the focus and the pan and the tilt and everything to that model that they have of the field to order to calculate, you know, if, if the operator says, okay, then the first down line needs to be on the 25 yard line. What does that look like in terms, you know, on the computer, right? So they'll drag it over, you know, press okay. And then now the computer has to calculate, okay, well, camera one is the one being shown and it's looking at the field in X, you know, way, which is basically a bunch of, you know, uh, coordinates that are coming into the, the software. And it then interprets that and, and generates the, first down line that we all see on TV, but it's not only that complicated as well, but if you think about it, when somebody walks over the line, like, what do you see? You don't see a yellow line painted over their face, right? You see, you know, they can, they can walk over the line as if the line's not even there. Yeah. Like, man, like, and so it's a lot like, I was just, I don't know, like as a sports fan, I never really thought of that I before. I didn't think of it that yeah, way. Yeah, that either. is. Yeah. And so 
it's funny, you know, I, I think most people are familiar with weather broadcasts, right? Like on the news. And so, and the green screens that are used for that, right? So you, obviously on the TV, it appears that there's this you know, fancy weather map behind the weathermen. But in reality, they're just standing in front of like a green you know, wall or green sheet or something, right? And so the technology used in that is actually fairly similar to how they, how they managed to um, show the line and, and not have it... Um, overlay the players and and the ball and stuff on the field and so uh, although unlike a weather broadcast they can't just you know exclude one exact like hue of green right because you know grass in an outdoor football field is going to you know have well obviously some form of green for the grass but that's going to change depending on you know the light the time of the day stadium lighting uh, whether it's raining whether the field gets muddy and then all of a sudden you start have to include like brown for for the mud and so they essentially program in this color palette, which has, excuse me, a bunch of colors that shouldn't be uh, covered up, um, or, or, or colors that shouldn't have the line drawn over top of them. And so that'll be, you know, the, the player's uniform colors, um, the, you know, hel helmet colors, you know, skin tones, uh, shoes, and stuff like that, uh, things that, you know, you're not going to see on the field generally. And so, then they'll also have a separate palette of colors that is, you know, the field that they expect. So the lines on the field, the the grass, the you know mud if it's going to be muddy, um, and then the the system after it's done processing where this line should be, then has to look and compare those two color palettes and say, okay, well from here to here it should be we should show the line, but then here I'm seeing this color that I'm told to exclude, so don't show it there, and and it has to do all this. Um, I think the information comes back from the camera 60 times or 30 times a second and the system analyzes it 60 times a second to determine um, how to draw that line and then because all this processing takes some time that live feed of the video of the actual game has to be delayed a couple of frames so that it can be resynchronized with that that uh, 3d model that that's generated of the line and and re um, you synchronize and then uh, broadcast out to the out to the audience and so it, it obviously things have come a long way since that system was was originally developed where it was just showing that first down line like i think now if you watch football i mean you're, you're a football fan brand you're probably well familiar with like yeah like i said earlier that it shows you know like second and 12 or whatnot yeah, and, yeah. and then it might show um sometimes they show wind speed or they'll show you know various other overlays on the field and so the systems now have to keep track of all these uh, other overlays you know whether or not the first down line should overlay over top of that um in 2015 they actually made a fairly significant advancement to that uh if you if you're a sports fan you're probably well familiar with what they call the spider cam which is the cam that the camera that runs over top of the field yeah yeah the one they have on like those uh like wires or whatever right yeah to, I, I remember like ah man I can't remember what game it was. I think it was like Patriots Falcons last year, and they kept like taking fireworks off and stuff. Oh yeah, and they it, like they had that camera doing that game or as part of that game, and it really was a huge advantage for them because yeah. it was all clouded in and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, and firework gate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so in 2015, uh, they actually managed to add this uh, first down or first and ten system to the. Uh, spider cam view and so that was actually a, a far more complex uh, problem that they weren't able to solve with the way technology was back in the 90s and even the early 2000s and because the fact that the spider cam is not a fixed camera like the other ones in the stadium are they had to rely on all kinds of uh, high definition optical 
technology and uh, far more crazy um, algorithms to determine, you know, where the camera actually is to analyze what that perspective looks like. And so that's how you get that view sometimes, you know, behind the O-line coming up to the line of, or yeah, yeah, yeah. line of scrimmage, right? And it shows you, you can almost see, you can see better, I guess, than the quarterback can of where that first down line is. We have we have the privilege to see it just when somebody, you know, breaks that plane, whereas, whereas they're not actually even seeing that on the field. The, the best ones I always find are the ones when you can kind of tell uh, when you're watching the game and the guy shows that he thinks he has a first down you're yeah like, oh, man yeah, no like, no nah, buddy you're like, not yeah, even close yeah yard short there pal exactly yeah and so um sport vision actually was bought up i think by another company i think smt or something a few years ago and i think they also bought another company and so now they've they've got an empire of different uh, tech or technologies that are in pretty much every major sport i think if you've ever i'm not a huge nascar fan but if you watch nascar i think some of the other motor sports you know how they have the like arrows coming off the top of the roofs of cars as they're driving around the track showing you know like the driver the name, name and the speed yeah, and yeah. stuff like yeah, that yeah. right and i think maybe they have it in like you know speed skating or similar you know fast-paced events there's something kelsey watches yeah definitely yeah. Bet. anything <laughs> rod block announces i just absolutely love does he do speed to skating too yeah. he does figure skating oh my goodness but, or, sorry, skating. but he okay. probably just delved into speed skating too <laughs> razzle dazzle yeah. will they they nobody's gonna catch this person yeah. or will they <laughs> Uh, they use it in uh, if you watch like soccer games. I mean, sometimes they're real in the stadiums. Other times you'll see like the the boards that run all the way along the outside of the fields. Uh, you know, have advertisements and stuff on them. Or, or a good example recently in hockey behind the nets on the glass. Uh, if you've ever seen ads up there, obviously those ads are not real. Otherwise, the people sitting in row four behind the net. Would I be always wondered upset. that. Yeah. Like, how yeah. the heck did they get those? I yeah. was like, I've seen a Bud Light sign in like yeah. Yeah. section fourteen, I, row two. Like, how is that even I'd be possible? a little bit upset, yeah, if, you know, I couldn't yeah. see things when, yeah. For sure. But no, that, those are not real either. It's using similar technology. Um, uh, it's basically an, a baseball when they're reenacting, like, um, or replaying, like, a shot, like, a, a, a hit, uh, and you can see the path that the ball took in the air, or actually the the strike zone when they overlay that on the screen all, all uses similar technology and so they do that in golf i think yeah when golf, you see the golf yeah, that shot on the drives you can see the yeah you can see the path of the ball trajectory uh, yeah yeah exactly yeah so it's it, it it's the last few years it's come a long ways and, and it's kind of really um made it a lot more viewer friendly and, and interactive i guess That's to cool. see yeah. what's going on so yeah overall pretty neat system but definitely was definitely was more complex than i first imagined when when i when I started doing a little bit of looking into this, so yeah, like when you, ah, oh man, that that's so like as a sports fan, I feel like I learned something new, and I will definitely like, learned something new today too. Yeah. Like my thought bubble just went, wow, <laughs> yeah, my, that's my good. thought we, bubble almost burst. We went a little bit of a different sort of structure this week, so I'd be curious to see if uh, if anyone else learned something this week. Let us know if you uh, like like that format of the thought bubble and. Please send us any questions you may have too. Otherwise, there's we're gonna have to make Kelsey ask a question, and he's got too many questions. And I don't know if we got I'm all the answers. Just a curious yeah. case yeah. of Benjamin Button. That's over right. There. Yeah. Or curious George. I just you have guys want to hear about skip the dishes for about the yeah, next he 45 will, minutes. You will go on about loving skip the dishes. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could go on about yeah. skip the dishes. Yeah. For probably, yeah, a good we'll solid for 45, next week. Minute, yeah. 45 minutes. Now, 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 no spoilers. Hey, so actually, somebody mentioned baseball there, or maybe I mentioned baseball. I think this this week was was it this week or last week? I think it was the I three think it year, was Friday. Yeah, it was the three year anniversary of the the famous Batista bat flip. Yeah, and I know, like, I'm pretty sure all three of us were watching that game at certain points. Yeah, I was watching it at definitely 
not work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I don't know why they put, so busy at your job. Well, they always put, well they put baseball on it like the weirdest, like even yeah. playoffs. Like, why is it started like two in the afternoon? Like some well, of us have things want, to do. I think they just full viewers this for like American one pastime. Game. Everybody's yeah. retired in the States. <laughs> I guess. Eh? go to baseball games. But yeah, I've always wondered that question too. Maybe that's a another time for i think it's actually like maybe a really good shot to like set that like whole home run up because like i remember going we were working when they were tied going into i want to say the eighth or the seventh i can't quite remember my memory's not that good but i do remember it was towards the end of the game but yeah they were yeah. yeah and then um i was actually driving home and then i walked inside and my parents had just told me all the Rangers just took the lead, but the Blue Jay fans are littering the field with beer bottles right now. Mm-hmm. So I was like walking, I walked up, watched what happened, watched Martin try to throw the ball back to the pitcher, and somehow, <laughs> some fluky way, he banks it off of the batter's bat. Right. And yeah. then goes down the line, and everyone's all kind of confused, and the guy from third base runs right in. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you're sitting there, you're like, oh man, because. I remember as a Blue Jay fan, that season was so good. They were just hitting home runs, and they added all these great players. That was an unreal season. I totally remember that, too. Yeah, how times have changed. <laughs> oh, for, for sure. And it was just like, what the heck great, happened though. to you guys? And like, then you look at you that. suck now. You look at that next inning, and everything comes up. The first guy, I think like the first three batters, Elvis Andrews messes up. Like and he messes up horribly. Like all three guys should have been yeah. out, and Batista never should have been at the plate. Yeah, I think one was like he threw it to third. The guy dropped the ball. I threw it to first, dropped the ball, and then one I think went through his legs or something. Mm-hmm. He was it was probably the worst like inning that guy has ever had <laughs> yeah. in his life. Yeah, he and then had you a career choice. That, yeah, thinking at that time too. You mm-hmm. watch then Texas brings out uh, Sam Dyson at the point, and I think he either allowed like. Something like super low home run numbers. Either he hadn't allowed one all year or it was like in the single digits. Mm-hmm. Like he had been a unbelievable reliever all year. Yeah. And you just see him go pitch, pitch. And you just, you kind of are really pumped because the bases are loaded at this point. Do you remember, was it, a full, it wasn't a full count, was it? Do you remember what it was? I can't remember. <sighs> I can't remember. But it, I, I know it was. It was good. I'm, yeah. It I'm pretty been. sure it was off a of sinker, which was one of his yeah. strongest pitches at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually his main pitch. Mm-hmm. And he threw it and you just see the hit. <laughs> and I'm just like, in a, like, I have like shakes going on at that point. I was just like, no way. And then it's like second deck. And it's just. I remember running around my house, like high-fiving my mom, high-fiving my dad. My mom never gets excited <laughs> watching sports. She was screaming. It was... The call was, was so good, too. Oh, right? yeah. Was, I forget yeah. what it was, but, you know. Yeah. Like, no, was, don't it was, about it. Yeah. It, <laughs> oh, it, I is, love Buck it was Martinez. one of my favorite moments. It actually, like... I don't think it was Buck Martinez was because I think at that yeah. point oh, no, they couldn't they do Sportsnet. Yeah, and that's, so it had to be a states. It was a states. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a good. It was. Oh, it was yeah. Just, yeah. That was. Yeah. And then the the ensuing brawl afterwards, yeah. of course. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That was. Oh, that was such a good playoffs. All that. That was one of the few times I've really gotten excited about baseball. But, but it was definitely. Un, I remember. Do I was sitting watching that with my mom, and we both just flew off the couch, and yeah. we were just running around like we <laughs> won the lottery because that. That with that game was huge for us. Yeah, yeah, it was huge for the Blue Jays. If you mm-hmm. don't like know the Blue Jays in Canada or something, or like from somewhere else, like it's pretty huge here. It's 
not just a localized thing in Toronto. No. It's very much like a country. You're playing for Canada when it's you're on the Toronto. Currently, yes. I mean, yeah, especially after the Expos folded in how many years ago now? Many years, 10, uh, no, more than 10. No, no, it's way more than 10. Yeah. Uh, late 90s. I, I did think. see them in nine, I saw them I in 96, yeah. I think. So, yeah, it would have been. Yeah, okay, yeah, I guess that's yeah, 15 plus years or, well. Yeah, I think like Bartolo Colon is like the only pitcher. Bartolo Colon. Bartolo yeah. Colon. Yeah, still going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's like big 40. sexy is his yeah. nickname. Big sexy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they wouldn't let him. Yeah. They, they when they were wearing their nicknames uh, for a couple of days last year, they wouldn't let really? him put uh, big sexy on yeah. there. That's weak. But yeah. yeah, I remember watching them. But yeah, now that now that they're gone, I, Tor- uh, Toronto's basically become Canada's team essentially. So, other, although I think that name is supposed to be unofficially to the Raptors, isn't it? But but we the north yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh if only we had it well we do have a fairly decent local sports team around here i guess but not in the not in the big major leagues i guess but no not a bad lacrosse team but i did go and watch some hockey last weekend i guess saw the uh, in the dub i saw the blades play which i think might have been probably the only time i've seen them win in overtime i think i've been to a couple of overtimes and they've always disappointed me until until this last weekend pretty good game it's always it's always like a little bit disheartening to see you know a bunch of like 15 to 20 year olds that are far more agile than you are but but uh i must say it was pretty entertaining well as a montreal fan you must have been excited to see kirby doc out there probably <laughs> yeah. probably throwing on your jersey next year for yeah yeah, yeah drafting kirby doc in the first round yeah tough, tough year to pick Already's like a top 10 pick so <laughs> yeah, yeah. and well, i heard montreal might be in there so well, i don't know it's been a pretty good start to their season i think I think what are they now like? Well, depending on what happens this week here, I think they're, excuse me, we're three one and one last I looked, which especially beating Pittsburgh twice, who in all fairness has not had a great start to their season, but Montreal's yeah. definitely surprised. We all know me. Matt Murray is currently holding me back in fantasy. So. Well, he's now on the IR, I think, isn't he? But no, yeah. no, he's back now. Was oh, he back? Yeah. Okay, he's the opposite of the goat. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah he was he's like an actual goat. Eleven yeah. goals in two games to start the season or something. But to be yeah. fair, his team did not show up, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, honestly, Montreal surprised me a little bit. I think, I think we'll see. I mean, now that I've said this, it'll all have jinxed it, and they'll collapse tonight and for the rest of the yeah. season. But uh, with Weber coming back, you know, p- potentially in the near future, off injury, and some of the young guys and new guys playing fairly well, I think the, I'm not I'm not calling it a Vegas story from last year's miracle run of Vegas, but I. I think there's like a little bit of that mentality maybe in the room, you know, where they've got a new captain, you know, some familiar faces, including the old captain, you know, disappear. Maybe there's some like he's know, disappeared in Vegas too. Yeah, right now, where so. it's just like nobody, nobody, nobody has high expectations for them, so they're, you know, maybe we'll surprise or something. Yeah, but it, there's, there's def- always there's can, always that kind of story that throughout the NHL season. You, you can know, definitely tell surprising. there's something going on in the locker room, I think, right now with the Habs. It's just definitely positive. Yeah, everyone just yeah. looks to be having fun. Yeah. And it's hard to tell, but it just seems like there's seems well, like there's good things going on. As long as Carey Price stops whining and he <laughs> figures out how to close his legs. <laughs> well, I think Carey Price might be doing a little bit better than Edmonton's goalie right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Don't even get me started on <laughs> my Oilers. I'm a huge Oilers fan. Yeah. Uh, but holy, I got a long list of just everything. Um, well, that's what you've been doing forever. here on your phone. I see this. I see this uh, great checklist here of, of yeah. So the positivity Oilers, here. <laughs> they haven't fixed what they need to fix for the last X amount of years with their goaltending and their lack of defense. But some positives. Milan Lucic, he did lose weight from last year, <laughs> according to an Instagram photo when he was in Disneyland. 
he lost. It Only looked the like most reputable lost. sources. It looked like he lost a lot of weight. And I was just, I was actually. Are you we on were, his Instagram right now? I'm not. But did you like was, that photo? I, I did. However, um, we were just chilling on the couch last night as we were you preparing for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Luch, yeah. As we were preparing. Hey, uh, hey Luch, how you, what you weighing right now? As we were preparing for the show and like. I, there was like a new Lucic out there. We were watching the Jets Oilers game. The Oilers were down four one going into the third, and Lucic just comes flying out like he was skating faster all of a sudden. And <laughs> you know, it was like I didn't. Th- I thought the Oilers were done at this point, like packing it in, kind of be like it's going to be a long season. You know, gonna understandable be when you watch any of the other games. Yeah. yeah, but it was like boom, boom, boom for goals and. Connor McDavid, greatest player in the NHL currently, fight me, set a new <laughs> NHL record that not even Wayne Gretzky had achieved. He had been involved in the Oilers' first nine goals of their season, like directly involved, either scoring them or assisting on them. Unfortunately, and, it's 27 games in the season now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, not yet, but hopefully by that point, he's got like 60-some points. Yeah. Um, but the next record was seven goals. It was uh, a player was involved in the least the first seven goals. However, the Oilers have scored another goal since. Uh, Darnell Nurse, big the Oilers tied and go into overtime, and then Darnell Nurse comes off the ice and he does my favorite move in hockey is the toe drag. I absolutely love the toe drag. Well, how do you do? So he yeah. dangles around. I forget who it was. Kind Doesn't of matter at this point. Embarrasses <laughs> him, and then he goes. Short side, and he beats Connor Hellebuck, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe the Oilers. You actually have to like, we we wish we could recorded Kelsey's reaction. Yeah, he's just rumbling and bumbling around my house. Yeah, I was like <laughs> running around like the Jose Batista bat flip. Yeah, I, I I can't believe they pulled it off. Yeah, they were down four one going into the third. I, somebody's got to tell the Oilers it's more than just 20 minutes of hockey. But, hey, if that's how they're going to play this season and they just pull well, out the dubs. I think the Jets the... started shooting beach balls at Cam no Talbot. So that yeah. Well, at least helped. he could stop those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, that's right. Holy moly. And then we have the Leafs. But... Well, you know. 1967. A.K.A. the Austin Matthews show so far. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. Like, you guys really want me to talk about that? Like, uh, how great know. they are? Like, it's just, it's almost embarrassing, like. He'll come off of cloud no nine eventually, bud. Oh, I don't even know. They're just, they got guys sitting at home collecting dust and guys like uh, Kapanen are putting up goals. It's pretty embarrassing, you guys. You guys really need to get like a, if you guys went out and just picked up an Austin Matthews and a John Tavares, like all your problems would be fixed. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we also need defense and a goalie for the others. So we really need like a Morgan Riley or a. Well, you know, you, you Lucic is or uh, who? Oh, Lucic gets paid a lot of money. He's getting paid but way too much. It's money. good thing Kelsey's liking his Instagram now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go give Lucic a like on Instagram. Giving him the money, you'll see how Dry- much weight he's lost. I mean, Drysaddle gets paid a pretty penny on that team, and yep. I haven't seen him. Million. Yeah, <laughs> sixteen. No, he does sixty-eight. Million. Oh, okay, not a year though. Not no, nobody makes that in a year unless well, you're like Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> But like you, I I don't know. Do you do you ever think like, man, like we paid Drysaddle way too much? You know, I don't. Uh, I think McDavid and Drysaddle are safe because even though Drysaddle did see a drop off in his numbers from the great year of 2016 when the Oilers <laughs> snapped the longest playoff, tied for the longest playoff drought 
in NHL history, tied with the uh, Washington Capitals. Ooh, the Washington right. Capitals went on to win the Stanley Cup last year. Um, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not holding my breath for the, the Any, Oilers to do that. So yeah. yeah, who knows? You know, <laughs> go on a miracle run here. But Drysdale only seen. He only saw a drop off of like 12 points from the 2016 year. So you know he's still producing. However, he a lot of those numbers were on McDavid's line, and a lot of the critics were saying in the last coming weeks that Drysdale's got to find a way to produce without the help of McDavid. And I think that message goes for all the other players on the team as well. Because mm-hmm. McDavid is, he's the Tom Brady of NHL. But he'll, he he can't do it himself all the time. They need other players to to help him out. Mm-hmm. And so I think Lucic, or not Lucic, well, Lucic's contract needs to be revisited. Mm-hmm. But Dry Settle's contract and McDavid's contract, I think, are safe. Okay, mm-hmm. so... That's a good place to... Yeah, I think all we need to finish the show is that the people know that the Leafs are the best team in the league, and Kelsey's going to close this out. Well, and you... remind me again the last time the Leafs won the Cup? 100 years ago? He did have the mic power, he said, today, though. Yeah. So. 1967. Boy, I wish I could cut your mic off. No, you don't. <laughs> and so we just want to say huge thank you to all of our listeners and our subscribers right now for listening to the weekly wind down. And I would like to remind you, if you are just listening for the first time, to hit that subscribe button. Bop and, that sub. What did yeah. you do to our bell? Where? I didn't do anything. There you go. Ba- <laughs> bop that bell button. Just got three new subscribers there. It may or may not have been us. Um, and if you're trying to figure out where the heck can we find us, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, at the weekly wind down or Twitter at the WWD show, or you can email us any questions or suggestions you may have for any future shows or any previous shows at the weekly wind down at gmail.com and hit us with that bad joke of the week. Kel. So I was preparing all week long for a bad joke of the week. And I just came across the perfect joke. I had a dream that I was a muffler last night. I woke up exhausted <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Thanks for listening, everyone. Ba-doom-tsh.